Do we really need to live in big houses with five bedrooms, three bathrooms and extra space for people who only come visit twice a year? A new trend is turning its back on this extravagant way of living, a trend for so-called tiny houses. These dwellings contain a minimum of space, but everything you need to live comfortably. It is said that downsizing has many positive benefits, as clutter only serves to distract us from what really matters in life. Without it, we focus more on the people around us and less on material possessions. And there is another great reason to move towards a more minimalist lifestyle, climate protection. Smaller homes mean fewer carbon dioxide emissions and less wasted energy, especially in terms of heating, material resources and general consumption. So how have Europeans taken to this cost-effective and environmentally friendly way of living? In Bulgaria, my colleague from BNR, Eva, looked at the tiny houses that exist in her country. She spoke to a few people who have radically downsized, including radio presenter Boshida Yanev. Това се случи преди две години вече. Решихме с моята приятелка да заживеем заедно. My girlfriend and I decided to move in together and took the logical choice of investing in something of our own instead of paying rent to someone else. And so we built a 27 square meter place, which is entirely sufficient for the two of us. We transformed a structure, adding space for a bathroom and kitchen, and this has become our home. I joke a lot with my friends that in the winter we live in 27 square meters, but in the summer we have 500 square meters, because when you open the door, you literally step into the garden. Martin Georgiev is a Bulgarian entrepreneur who has made building small houses his bread and butter. Our tiny house is built on a trailer, so it has wheels, it is mobile, it can be transported from one place to another relatively easily. And what started out as a hobby subsequently became a business. Architect Kristina Ristova, founder of Koleliba, a company that designs houses on wheels, spoke to my BNR colleague about the environmental benefits of mobile homes. In the context of the green wave, on the one hand, these mobile homes can certainly be relatively energy independent with solar panels. But they also have a different philosophy that we do not want to pour concrete wherever we go and leave it behind. Instead, we want to admire nature without invading it. In my opinion, this is also green thinking, but from a slightly different perspective. In Germany, a person's average living space is 53 square meters. Houses are being built bigger, yet single households are becoming more common and several generations living under one roof is no longer the done thing. Meanwhile, house prices are rising and only about one in two Germans now own the places they live in. Max Green, a popular German YouTuber, believes that tiny houses may be the answer. He explains the process he and his girlfriend went through before they could move into their 28 square meter tiny house. 
es ist echt hilfreich, sich eine Checkliste anzufertigen. Also wir hatten, glaube ich, so acht bis zehn Punkte. Das fing halt an mit Stellplatzsuche, mit ähm, Anbietern. It is very useful to draw up a checklist. We had around eight to ten main points on our list, starting with finding a parking space, finding the right tiny house creator for us and resolving the issue of how to finance the house. It is really hard to find the right bank, as not every bank is open to financing tiny houses yet. We both had to get a driver's license as we wanted to be free to move our home on wheels whenever we felt like it. The interior design is part of the planning and above all decluttering. That is a huge part. Just imagine you move your entire wardrobe to a tiny house, you will go crazy. You have to sort things out before moving into a small space like that. But what does a tiny house actually cost? Green sheds a little light on the financial side of things. Die Preise, ja, na, wir gehen wirklich von ganz niedrig bis ganz hoch. Ähm, aber so der Durchschnittspreis äh, für so Tiny houses range vastly in price, but on average you need to budget between 70.000 and 80.000 euros. Now that the price of wood is going up, it's getting more expensive. We give courses on tiny houses and one client told me that he wanted the same tiny house as us from the same designer and he was quoted 100.000 euros. The rising demand is making tiny houses increase increasingly expensive they probably already have investment potential auch steigen vom wert und dass man sie fast als geldanlage nehmen kann my colleagues from polski radio spoke to artur lichinski business development manager at skanska residential development poland lichinski believes that multifamily houses are actually a better solution when it comes to energy efficient housing tiny houses to jest taki trend czy czy taka filozofia Tiny houses are a trend or a philosophy that relates primarily to single occupancy buildings. In other words, small single family homes that can be built for the occupier. In fact, this trend, this term tiny house, is directly correlated with a building's environmental friendliness because it is a physical, quantifiable, mathematical fact that the smaller the building, the less energy it requires to heat domestic hot water or to heat the building to a comfortable temperature. Due to the price of real estate, the earnings of Polish residents can only stretch to a certain square meterage, which on average turns out to be 45. Developers therefore adjust their market offering primarily to suit the economic opportunities of apartment buyers. But whatever their motivation, the fact is that a flat that is smaller and used by a smaller number of users and residents consumes measurably less energy. However, size is not the key factor in my opinion. To be able to consider a building as eco-friendly, it just has to be designed properly, in accordance with the rules of construction and sustainable design. There are a number of issues that need to be taken into account, such as the insulation of the building as a whole, and not just of the small individual apartments. It is about a holistic approach to design, not related to the size of individual apartments, but to the design of the building. It's equipping with appropriate technologies, the appropriate level of insulation in walls, windows, doors, the appropriate foundations, the avoidance of thermal bridges. In today's reality, it is also about providing technologies that reduce energy consumption from the power grid. All these issues have a greater direct impact on the ecological nature of both the entire multifamily building and individual apartments than the size of the apartment.
apartment itself. The regulations for building tiny houses in Europe are more stringent than in the US. But as countries such as Denmark, France, the UK and Germany begin to embrace the benefits of tiny living, tiny houses are fast becoming a valid alternative to traditional housing. But as any form of new construction causes environmental damage, how do we limit the impact of these miniature dwellings that are popping up left, right and center? Dutch architects have found an interesting approach that minimizes pollution, as my colleagues from Polsky Radio found out. Dutch architects are using a giant 3D printer to construct a prototype house in a bid to pave the way to a sustainable, environmentally friendly future for construction. The US architects of Amsterdam began construction of the house in 2014 and the prototype walls can already be seen and touched on site by curious visitors. The house structure uses a plastic heavily based on plant oil that co-founder Hans Vermeulen, who initiated the project, says is waste-free and eco-friendly. Vermeulen says the building industry is one of the most polluting and inefficient around, whereas with 3D printing there is no waste, reduced transportation costs and everything can be melted down and recycled. The idea is that these homes can be easily taken apart and put back together in another location if their occupants want to move. Vermeulen acknowledges that this 3D-printed house won't necessarily be the most beautiful of homes, but he sees it as a pioneer for future environmental construction. Um, it doesn't mean that everything has to be round or curved or crazy form, uh, but... It is possible and uh, in that way we are now discovering a new technique of the wall, integrating uh, all kinds of uh, necessities, let's say, like uh, water systems, insulation, uh, strength. And by doing that in a very smart way, uh, we can uh, reduce the material we need uh, and uh, in that sense make the house more smart. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about digital fabrication, of which the 3D printer is one uh, technique, uh, is that it actually is the, we often say, it's a CD player of the building industry. So how the CD player digitalized the music industry, and uh, that's why we now have iPods and, and, and now the Spotify, where we share online and uh, everything is streaming. Uh, the building industry is a little bit more conservative at the moment, but uh, digitalization can totally transform that industry uh, into a more uh, yeah, agile industry as well, where you can actually share online uh, and uh, upgrade your neighborhood online and share worldwide uh, good ideas and then send it to the machine. The fabrication technique actually who can make the connection between the social networks on the other on one hand and the physical uh, making industry on the other hand. As the European Green Deal plans point out, the housing and construction sector has a huge role to play in climate protection. One of the deal's key goals is to stimulate a renovation wave. In other words, to promote activities aimed at reducing the energy consumption of all buildings in the European Union. But to reduce energy consumption and therefore energy bills by 90 to 95 percent, you have to go through several steps. 
These include insulating all the walls and the roof with a thick layer of thermal insulation, replacing windows with more energy-efficient ones, and installing mechanical ventilation with heat recovery. Only after the building's energy demand has been reduced should the installation of renewable energy sources be considered. Going tiny is clearly one way to achieve these objectives. So might it be time to stop thinking big and take a closer look at minimalism instead? If you want to know more about energy efficiency in buildings, why not return to the earlier episode that deals precisely with this topic? Enjoy the rest of your day and be sure to tune back in in a fortnight.